0: you're listening to perpetual traffic with keith Krantz,
1: molly Pittman, and ralph burns
0: welcome back to perpetual traffic episode number 23 once again we've got ralph molly and myself on the show today and the topic of today is something that we get a lot of questions about A lot of people are out there trying to use paid traffic to promote some type of event. So if you have any kind of event, whether it's a high paid event, a low priced event, a free event, a webinar, a local event, whatever it is, if it's event related at all, I think you're going to love this episode. Okay, we're going to be walking you through three strategies that you can use right now to promote your next event using paid traffic. Fill up your next event, get more people there, get more people interested in coming there and get a lot of people that register to actually show up. So Molly, before we hit record, we were actually talking about some of the results that you were getting with, I think, traffic and conversion, like something like 855% ROI using paid traffic to sell a, a high priced event.
1: Yeah. Traffic and conversion summit is digital marketers annual event. We have it in San Diego, usually in February and tickets range from 497 to 1997 depending on supply and demand and and really how close we are to the event. So last year I really decided to hone in. I knew paid traffic was a medium that we could use to sell a lot of tickets. And we ended up being 855% ROI positive on our traffic campaigns. And what was cool is that, you know, it wasn't just about the money because we were using paid traffic and really spreading the message about the event. We had a lot of fresh blood at the event. A lot of people that found us on Facebook or YouTube or Google that really didn't know who we were at Digital Marketer, they ended up attending and and now some of those people are in our highest level mastermind and have become really great customers. And I think that really segues into our first you know, point here, our, our first strategy in terms of selling event tickets via paid traffic and really you know, that segmentation, which if you know anything about marketing, you know that it's really important to segment your marketing message, segment your audience so that you're really being as specific and, and appealing as possible. And that's really difficult with an event. Usually an event is about a broad topic, especially when when you're running paid traffic. It's hard to really find nuggets to pull out. For example, we run traffic to markets, you know, like social media or blogging or email marketing, because those are all little segments of, you know, the bigger digital marketing community. Um, But we know that if we can be specific and, and speak to these little segments, we're going to acquire customers at a faster rate. So you really can apply this to selling event tickets online. You just have to get kind of creative. And really, you have to think about things like not only does this person have to buy a ticket, they might have to arrange and purchase airfare or they have to book a hotel. You know, they're going to be out of pocket during the event. Maybe they have to miss work. So this isn't as easy as, hey, buy this $7 tripwire. This is a big commitment. And you really, really have to sell these people. And And a way that you can do that is through segmentation. Segmentation can happen through the actual audiences, but also the marketing message. So for example, for any event, think about uh, little topics that you could talk to your audience about via paid traffic. Some ideas are pulling out tracks of the event. So of course, it's Traffic and Conversion Summit. It's about digital marketing, but we're going to have an entire track about traffic. So that is a segment of digital marketing. Well, maybe it would be a good idea to write a little piece of content that said 10 reasons why media buyers should attend Traffic and Conversion Summit. And you can run that piece of content to cold traffic because we know based off of the traffic system, it's not good to take a thousand dollar offer right to cold traffic. So you can use segmentation and pieces of content to start to talk to these people about, you know, why they should specifically attend the event. We're really speaking to these smaller segments about this larger event because it is a, a big offer.
0: So what you're doing here, because it's a live event and it's a little bit different than buying a, a high ticket program, it's similar, but at the same time, it's a live event. So the live event aspect of it has more of a sexy feel to it, right? You're saying, I got a thousand dollar event. I got a $500 event. Maybe it's a $200 event. But you want to take cold traffic and say, hey, this is the live event. You're going to have the community. You're going to meet people. You're going to be able to connect with the speakers, all that stuff. But still, what you can do is if you segment it out like she's doing and specifically talk about blogging or specifically talk about one aspect, call out a certain audience type in your ads, you can sometimes skip some of that ascension process instead of somebody having to be on your email list for 30 days or 60 days before they come to a live event. You're basically skipping some of that, right?
1: Yeah, Keith, you you hit the nail on the head and it's really what can I splinter from this event to talk about so that I can be more specific and appealing because, hey, my event is cool. There will be a lot of networking and good content. You should come, right? Well, that's called like every event that I've I've ever seen. Of course, that you're going to have networking and content at an event. But what is specific about this event? And why should I come and other ways you can do that? It, it doesn't just have to be tracks. You know, you can pull out different speakers. So do you have speakers that are appealing to a certain audience talk to them about that one speaker, and then explain the rest of the event. Another great way to to go about this, if you have any old videos or even old pictures from previous events that you've held, send the cold traffic to a piece of content that really teases the event and gives them a a feeling and and gives them um, little nuggets of content from previous events. So every year we have blog posts that promote traffic and conversion summit. And they're just little nuggets, you know, little videos with really cool tips from the previous year. So not only are you giving great content and you're giving value first, you're also showing them, you know, what the event is like.
2: And I think that's a great way of looking at it because it's like, you're making two sales with events. You're getting them to get on a plane usually, in many cases, unless you're running a local event, which also means getting them out of their house and into their car and actually getting there, fighting traffic, everything else. So that's a sale. And then in most cases, you're probably, it's you're going to have to purchase the ticket to the event, maybe in advance, or maybe you're doing a live event that's free, which is another whole strategy which we can talk about here. But it really is two sales there. So as much content as you can, with video being probably the best one, I think probably the best case that we actually have had in the agency, Keith and and, and Molly, is really is using video, saying this is what you're actually going to get when you actually go to the event because this was something that they had done in a previous event and this is the type of content that you're going to get when you come here. So now you know what it's going to be, so now you can pay for it.
1: So there's also an audience segmentation portion of this. And this has been really, really, really powerful for us. When you are selling tickets to a live event via paid traffic, it's obviously very, very important to really focus on your warm and hot audiences. When I sat back and thought about how am I going to run traffic for our event? I thought about, okay, well, who are our people and how can I speak to them specifically? So for example, um, we have a monthly membership called Digital Marketer Lab. We speak to those people differently because they know us really well. So we ran an ad, exported everyone who was a lab member from Infusionsoft, uploaded those people to Facebook, and I ran an ad to them. And the copy was, lab members come to our sixth annual Traffic and Conversion Summit. The image, it's four headshots of our most forward-facing members of the digital marketer team. (laughs) Because as lab members, they know us better than, uh, you know, cold traffic would, right? This speaks to them. They're like, ooh, I know these people. They train me every week. Of course, I want to meet them in person. So, you know, I used what I knew about this audience, that they were lab members, to not only call them out, but to speak to the point of, hey, come meet these people that you've built this relationship with online in person. Very, very successful. A great way to, uh, to segment your ads. Another example, the event was featured in Forbes as a must-attend event for entrepreneurs. So I was targeting entrepreneurs in San Diego because that's where the event was held. Um, And again, if you are going to cold traffic, it's great to try to overcome the barrier of travel and hotels, etc. So it was an easier sell to someone who already lived in San Diego. And we were leveraging that we had been rated a must-attend event for entrepreneurs by Forbes. And we just said, hey, you know, San Diego, we're going to be in your backyard. This is a must-attend event for entrepreneurs. So you can see where instead of targeting the entire United States and business owners and saying, hey, we're a Forbes-rated must-attend event, We really use segmentation and specific targeting there to speak to people who, you know, lived in the city and who were entrepreneurs.
0: I love the third party cred stuff. I think that's one of the best strategies you can do, whether you're promoting an event, a webinar, a product, e-commerce, it doesn't matter. The third party credibility is the best thing you can ever do. And what did you do specifically on that ad? I'm just curious. Would you take a screenshot of it just so people can kind of get a visual? No,
1: I just mentioned it in the ad copy. Mention, okay, that's it. Um, and you know that that was good enough. Yep. Which which was cool. And then just one more example of of segmentation, and this goes back to the speakers, right? And uh, you know, we had Damon John at speak at Traffic and Conversion Summit, and not that everyone will always have some celebrity speaker to leverage, right? Um, but this is just an example of, of segmentation. This could have been about a particular topic, too. But we used his picture in the ad, and it said, join Damon John at Traffic and Conversion Summit, a Forbes-rated must-attend event for entrepreneurs. And guess what? We targeted people who liked Shark Tank and Damon John. And that brought a bunch of fresh blood to the event just because of Damon and Shark Tank
0: digital marketer is is lucky. They have a pretty large audience of warm audiences, right? Large custom audiences, large email lists. So if you're sitting there listening right now, you're like, I'm not digital marketer. I don't have a big brand. I can't leverage a celebrity. What, what, What can I do? If you're that person, what we've kind of found is two main things. One is You've got to have a good conversion-based ad, right? The ad that like Molly talked about that's going right into the event page. Maybe it's retargeting people. Maybe it's a video ad, whatever that is, okay? But at the same time, how can you be warming people up, giving that credibility up? I know back about a year ago, so when we were promoting the $200 event, One of the best campaigns that sold the most $200 tickets was the blog post that was being amplified, but it was like a 30-minute video, 45-minute video, and then all those people got retargeted back into this campaign that was going right to the sales page, and a lot of those sales had actually come from people that initially watched that video. Ralph, you just—you guys just filled up a big event. It was an expensive event too, mostly using, you know, video ads. And we use video ads and tons of our different campaigns, especially webinar campaigns, those types of things. Which we're going to be doing a whole entire episode on webinars too, if you're if you're doing a lot of webinars. So don't worry.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, a lot of the points that that Molly made here, we've done in different ways. I mean, uh, I mean, obviously, you guys have a good amount of assets that you can draw back on, which is which is great. And you know, some people don't have like previous events that they've done. They might be doing it maybe for the first time. Uh, we did an event where we had to recruit sites for the event, and then we actually had to recruit people to the event. So it was actually two things. The first one, they had to they had to submit an application for a thirty eight hundred dollar fee, and we ended up getting three hundred sites for that. And we ended up filling up the local event that they wanted us to promote um, in one specific city down south. So. It was really a challenge to say the least, but we ended up filling up both sides of the equation and we did it primarily by what Molly's talking about here, by really calling out your your groups. We started to figure out that people who were going to host events were going to be either coaches, they were going to be either community leaders, or they were going to be pastors. And we didn't really know this going in, but all of a sudden we started to see some of the data coming in. The targeting isn't necessarily really specific for all three of those. There is some good targeting for all three of those areas inside Facebook, but what really was the kicker was dog whistling them out in the ad copy. And we actually talked about this today in one of our coaching calls, how effective that really is and not being creepy about it, but saying, hey, you know, you want to make real impact in your community and offer your congregation a good opportunity. I'm talking to a pastor by saying congregation. So everyone else who sees that ad won't click on it, but a pastor will see that and say, hey, that is something that I want. So it's not done in kind of a creepy way. So we had fairly good targeting with that, but we ended up recruiting really well for it. And then we ended up doing the same kind of thing, going back to coaches and leaders and so forth to recruit for them to actually go to the event. So really, really important with segmentation in your targeting but also your ad copy. You've got to try lots of different things. I'm looking at about seven different ads that failed on this one before we finally figured out how to do it. And it was really this sort of dog whistle call-out kind of strategy, which still works to this day in just about any market.
1: Those are great examples. And I, I really think the key there is, yeah, segmentation of your messaging, whether that's your ad copy or creative, and also just what can I splinter out of the event to to talk about? And again, you know, I know it sounds, well, you guys have Damon John or you have a big following. And that's true. But, you know, this this is just a strategy of segmentation and and really speaking to the assets you have, but also what's cool about your event that isn't so big picture that you can create content around. Uh,
0: another thing I want to quickly touch on is, let's say you manage traffic for a car dealership, or you've got a, a, a gym, or a chiropractic clinic, or or something like that. Maybe, maybe you have something that is a service or product where, like the automotive industry, right? It's a big ticket and a lot of times it's a really long sales process, right? So a lot of the dealerships, what they'll do is they'll do these big tent sales, right? They'll do an event and they'll do a giveaway. They might give away a bunch of cash or a car in some cases. If you have a small business, do an event, give away something really cool. So what's your hook? You're not using a lead magnet. You're doing a giveaway, right? So your hook is the giveaway that your event is gonna be having. So maybe you're doing a drawing there. And so you have cash prizes. Maybe you're doing a concert, whatever it is. All you have to do is... Have a really cool event, and then use Facebook ads to promote the event. Okay, you're not selling anything on Facebook. Maybe they're opting in to get a ticket, right, to save their ticket or something like that, and enter to win. And then you can use these paid traffic like Facebook and YouTube to get people there. Okay, this is a case where maybe it's a free event. You're giving something away, and then once they're there, that's when you work your magic, and then you you bring them into your world, and you build a relationship from there there on out. So, a lot of different ways that you can use. Um, events with local businesses too.
1: So yeah, Keith, a, a second strategy would definitely be scarcity. And this is low-hanging fruit, big time. You can use this strategy even if you aren't running any paid traffic to a cold audience about the event. Say that you're just using email. But this strategy will really help you simply sell more tickets. This is where we make most of our money. Really, it's it's three different ads. And depending on the pricing structure and sort of your promotional Strategy for the event, um, this will be different for you. But the name of the game here is scarcity and using ads to really make sure you're closing your event sales. So this could be used either, for example, we raise the price of our tickets from $497 to $697 and then $697 to $997, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, every time we're about to raise that price. We'll run three different ads and these ads will just go to our website custom audience of people who have visited the, the website but didn't purchase a ticket and it just says, you know, 24 hours left, you know, of this price point for, you know, this must attend digital marketing event of the year. And we'll start with 72 hours. And then we'll go down to 48 hours. And then we'll go down to 24 hours. And I just get in there every day and switch out the image and switch out the copy. And it keeps rolling. And it's really just there as a reminder, hey, the price is about to go up for this event. Or, hey, we're about to sell out a ticket. Really, the point here is just to use paid traffic to create that scarcity to make sure you're selling as many tickets as possible. A lot of people will just use email to close an event or even any type of promotion. And you're really leaving a lot of money on the table by not running these simple ads. They're easy to set up, they're only going to run for three or four days. And You know, the targeting is easy. The message is easy. Um, It's really just there to make sure you have another touch point to remind these people who might have been putting off the purchase of the tickets, hey, this is about to go away. Um, so really, the second strategy is just all about scarcity, and again, you can see in the show notes the images that that we use, um but really, really simple but incredibly profitable uh, just to get that scarcity message in front of people that you know were already interested.
0: I think you cannot stress that point enough, Molly, because that's something that a lot of times I think people will not do, or maybe they'll create one you know, when there's like two days left or something like that because It can feel like a lot of work, right? Especially when you're switching it out like four different times. But I think I'd love to see, I mean, you guys probably don't have numbers down every single one because it's a lot of data to try to figure out, but everybody procrastinates. If you're listening to this right now, tell me who doesn't procrastinate. Everybody needs a deadline to finish anything. Go back to college homework, high school homework, projects that we work on, everything. You have to have scarcity. And by doing this you're not getting a 20% open rate on your emails. You're using Facebook ads for everybody to see that message that's in your audience. And so it's like getting an 80% open rate on your emails And I think the scarcity thing is huge.
1: And Keith, just, you know, another tip there with the images, you'll notice when you look in the show notes, we use very similar images in relation to the event that we had been previously using that people already saw. But then we use like yellow and red colors to really stand out just so people would think, wow, I'm familiar with this, but oh, there's a scarcity aspect. And those work really, really well. So, you know, take advantage of that. It's really low hanging fruit. Even if you don't run any traffic to promote your event, there's no reason not to put the website custom audience pixel on your page and just retarget people you know right down to those last few days to to create scarcity and sell tickets
2: and It's really simple to set it up in scheduling too like if you know your event is on the twentieth, you just set up your ad, so I want it to show only on the seventeenth only on the eighteenth, only on the nineteenth, and it's really simple in scheduling. And we did the exact same thing for uh, the event that we ran, and I'll tell you what, it worked really, really good. One ninja trick that we did figure out: we matched the ad copy in our ads to the ad copy in their broadcast emails they were sending out in emails. So it's like it's they beautiful. saw it in their inbox, and then they saw it on yeah. Facebook, and conversions just were crazy those last three to four days when we did it. So it's it's easy to do. It's, this is not, and you can do you know, it all like
0: Ralph just said. You can set right. it up all in advance. Yeah, you just schedule it out.
1: And you guys will notice, too, when you check out the show notes, it doesn't just have to be on Facebook. We do a lot of retargeting on YouTube for our events because, again, this is a live event. People, they're interested in seeing you in person. We targeted people on YouTube who visited the sales page but didn't buy. And the video, the retargeting video on YouTube, is just a quick video from our CEO, Ryan Dice, at the top of the sales page is a video of Ryan. So they know who this person is. So when you hop over to YouTube, you're like, here's this guy again, right? And he actually puts his hands up to the camera and he says, wait, wait, stop. Um, I, I just want to tell you something really quick. And he tries to overcome some objections that they might have to come to the event and simply says, hey, we're raising the price soon. Act fast, you know, this is a reminder, hope to see you in San Diego. Um, that specific ad on YouTube had a 3,858% ROI just from literally turning the camera on in the video room. And we just set up the YouTube ad in five or 10 minutes uh, to people who hit the sales page and didn't buy. And that ran on autopilot and and sold a ton of tickets.
0: Love it. All right. So let's talk about number three.
1: So number three is You've promoted the event, right? So whether you sold tickets or if it's a free event, there's a deposit, however you've gone about promoting the event and getting people to commit, there's really an entire step past this. You've done the hard work there, but now you need to get them to show up, especially if it's a free event. How can you use paid traffic to actually get them to show up? Again, this is something that's really underutilized. Because, you know, people think traffic is all about making the sale. And then, you know, we'll we'll talk to them other places. And this was a little bit less about paid traffic and just something really quick and easy that we've done is creating a Facebook event. So I went to the Digital Marketer page, created an event for Traffic and Conversion Summit. And after people purchased a ticket on the thank you page. It's, you know, step one, book your hotel. Step two, join this Facebook event. And we say, you know, join this event so that you can go ahead and network and join the discussion around the event. But we're also going to be using this event to communicate with attendees leading up to February. And so everyone who buys a ticket starts to go to this event and they click attend. Organically, Facebook starts to show this event to people's friends in their newsfeed. So it would say, Ralph Burns is attending Traffic and Conversion Summit. I would see that in my newsfeed and think, oh, what is Traffic and Conversion Summit, right? And this is something that we started doing a few years ago when you could actually run ads to these events. But over time, we started to realize how great it was just from a communication standpoint. Because whenever we post in that group, It notifies everyone who has said attending yes. So even more than email to say, hey, we're starting at 8 a.m. tomorrow, we use that group as a, uh, a way to communicate with attendees. So anyways, we decided to do it again last year, even though we weren't going to be able to run ads to it. We put a tracking link inside of last year's Facebook event just to think, well, you know, maybe we'll sell a few tickets. Um, we ended up doing like $30,000 in ticket sales just from that event.
0: Random people showing up there because they, one of their friends joined it after they bought.
1: So it's not only great for leading up to the event and during the event for people to network and talk in the group but it was also great for actually selling tickets. So, you know, just a little tip and more so about how that relates to getting people to show up. That's more from the communication part. So have a strategy for posting into that event every week or so leading up or every few days and making sure you're just reminding people. It's also a great way to get them to show up because, again, they get a notification that says, hey, you have an event in X days or you have an event tomorrow. It's a great touch point. And it also happens to have the added benefit of wonderful organic reach And when you see that your friend's doing something, of course you want to check it out, right? Um, So you might also make some money.
0: Love it. I love that strategy. I love some of these strategies are unique, you know, unique strategies that you can use. And maybe some of these tips you might be able to use in any campaign, you know, the scarcity stuff, the segmenting, it doesn't necessarily always have to be a live event. There's different ways that you can do this, especially the segmenting. In the Facebook event, you know, maybe you're doing a campaign that's not related to an event, but you want to have people join your group on the thank you page after they opt in or buy. That's another thing that you can do, which is, you know, within the terms of service. Just to be clear, Facebook does not let you run Facebook ads to directly promote an event or a Facebook group. So what you have to do is We know that Facebook loves showing event activity. Or group activity in the top of the newsfeed, so that's why Molly is talking about using this strategy because it keeps people engaged. Just think about your newsfeed. Whenever I look at my newsfeed, it's typically like somebody, a comment from a group that I'm in or an event yeah. that I'm that I'm going to. So yeah. that's why you do that, and you can do this on you can bolt this on the back end of your funnel in so many different ways. Or right, you know, right in, yeah. in the middle of it, you know.
1: Yeah, Keith, and really the Facebook event again is just a plus. It's just something quick, easy, free to just add on. Because that's really what a lot of this is about. Have a strategy for customer acquisition, but also think of little ways that you can always plus a promotion. And that's a great way to do it. And it's, it's quick and easy.
0: Okay, so let's recap. Three ways to use paid traffic to promote an event or to improve the attendance, sell more tickets to an event, whether it's free or paid. Um, Number one, use segmenting. Okay, how can you segment and call out your audience? How can you use call outs like Rolf talked about, segmenting, using specific topics to get people to want to go to that event because they feel like it's all about them. Scarcity. Use scarcity, plan this out and plan out the campaigns, set them up in advance, use Facebook's scheduling to create these ads in advance and let them run so there's massive scarcity and i love the way that molly does it where they increase the price so you have multiple scarcity events going on
1: Scarcity and retargeting. And and again, the the YouTube video was so successful.
0: Yep. Create Facebook event on the back end, to create that engagement. And then overall, how can you be using third party credibility, using video on your blog, using Facebook video ads to build awareness, educate people, and then bring them into the event. So that's one of the best ways if you don't have the brand, if people don't know who you are, use video, use third party credibility to make people aware and to indoctrinate people into you or your brand, build trust, build authority, build credibility, and then have them come to your event. Pretty simple. And speaking of YouTube advertising, I think you're going to love the next episode coming up. We've got Tom Breeze who runs a YouTube video ads agency and is one of the world's Top experts on YouTube video ads. He's going to come on, talk about why you should be running vid- YouTube video ads, um, tactics, strategies around that. He's also going to be t- giving you some case studies on how they use videos, what types of videos you should use, and some specific case studies of how they have had great success with YouTube, even if it's just for retargeting. So I think you're going to love that. And once again so glad you listened to the show if you like what you're listening to we'd love for you to head over to itunes um, leave a review that really really helps us spread the message of this show so other people can listen to it so please go to itunes and, and leave a review if this was helpful for you other than that ralph molly it was good times again like always and we will uh we'll talk soon right
1: you've been listening to perpetual traffic with keith Krantz, molly Pittman, and ralph burns